Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cloudy day, rain earlier, and the Twins and Blue Jays getting ready now for Game 3 of the four-game set. Morton Twins coverage later on. Our pregame show begins at 5.30. Bag that up in our Twins Magazine show because we are live at Target Field today. Kerry Clatt down the street in the studio, and we'll have some Twins guests today. Coming up in the magazine show, General Manager Thad Levine, is going to join us and talk about all those deadline deals. That'll be one of the big features on the program today. Once again, we'll have that for you at about 4.45. But uh, typically on Saturdays, we uh, do tech talk with Doug, and sometimes I love to talk space and space flight. And it's been a while, but uh, joining us on the line is Stephen Clark from Space Flight Now. Dot com and uh, he is based down at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And Stephen, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to visit with you. And right now, a little quiet. SpaceX did a launch, and uh, they they have become, dare I say, routine. I know there is nothing routine about space flight, but uh, SpaceX making it look easy, launching not only humans but uh, satellites into orbit. Indeed, you know, uh, this launch last week, uh, a couple of days ago, was their 34th launch of the year. And um, last year, the entire calendar year, they had 31 in the entire year of 2021. And, you know, I was just, you know, they just broke that record a few launches ago, a few weeks ago, and I was going through my archives. And, you know, five years ago, they had around a dozen launches per year. And, uh, you know, the trend is just going up and up in terms of the, of the launch rate and yeah they are becoming more routine they're launching about once per week at this point yeah it is e- extraordinary but we're still waiting on uh the big starship launch down in boca chica texas can you give us an update because i understand there was a problem on the pad uh they haven't necessarily gone back to the drawing board but they are making repairs 
Can, can you give us an update? Because it, it's hard to find any news on what's going on with Starship down in Texas. Yeah, they had, they had an incident a few weeks ago uh, with their booster with the, you know, this giant Starship rocket has 33 engines on it. And it's the largest and most powerful rocket ever built. And when it flies, it'll be the most powerful ever to fly. And uh, they had this booster doing some ground testing on the pad uh, down in South Texas a few weeks ago. And they had pretty much had an inadvertent ignition uh, event when they were trying to do some uh, startup testing. They were trying to test the system that actually ignites the engines, is my understanding, on the pad. And they had some uh, methane fuel that uh, was... Uh, congregating, so to speak, or had accumulated uh, in the engine area uh, in the air, and that caused uh, once they, in you know, activated this igniter system, caused this small explosion essentially that uh, damaged part of the uh, launch mount and uh, I think damaged some of the rocket system itself as well. They rolled it back to the hangar uh, for some repairs, and in fact, they just rolled it back to the uh, pad uh, this morning overnight, actually to do some more testing. So they have done some repairs on it. Uh, this is the rocket booster, uh, the flight article that SpaceX had been uh, aiming to actually launch on their orbital test flight, their first full launch of the Starship. Uh, it's not clear that's going to be the case now because they're moving so fast in production. That, you know, there's, they have some hangups in the testing and getting ready for launch, but they're building these engines and building these uh, tanks so quickly that they may have the next one ready that's undamaged. Uh, by the time they would have, before they would have this one repaired. So they're kind of doing a shuffle, uh, kind of a shell game, so to speak, for uh, the booster that was damaged. They're actually going to do some ground testing on it, uh, but it's not clear that unit, that actual rocket itself will fly. They may launch the next one. So I think this incident probably set them back uh, maybe a month or two at least, uh, just looking from how close they were, where they were in testing, about a month ago, they're just now getting back to that point right now. So I think that set them back at least a month uh, in terms of when they're actually going to be ready to launch. But in in maybe terms of what NASA does, this is relatively quick. They they are not stopping that they they've rolled it out. They're they're gonna they're gonna fix it. It really is a trial and error. When there have been setbacks, for instance, for the big space launch system program. For NASA, there there have been delays of six months or a year are not uncommon. Mm-hmm. So for SpaceX to get it turned around relatively quickly and get back on the pad and try and fly is is what they do. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, and they're a lot more nimble and agile, and uh, you know, they move a lot faster than NASA or almost any other space company, even in the commercial realm. And you know, to be able to overcome this in, in about a month is pretty remarkable. You know, NASA, um, they had some setbacks. They have their own giant rocket, which we can talk about if you if you want, that's significantly more expend- expensive. It's expendable. It's not reusable. It's kind of uh, even the NASA administrator this past week, you know, kind of admitted that it looks a little retro from, from the outside at least. And, uh, you know, compared to some of the new rockets like the Starship and, They've had their setbacks as well. NASA has, and it's taken months to repair. They had an incident uh, where they uh, had an early shutdown of a ground test of the Space Launch System booster, kind of the similar anal- uh, analog to what we're talking about with SpaceX's Starship, and that set them back multiple months. And uh, that whole program, as, as you well know, oh, is sure. delayed years. And, um, you know, 
we're on the cusp of that launch as well. So it's kind of a, it's interesting. These two giant rockets made in very different ways with, you know, very different cost figures attached to them as well uh, are on the cusp of launching perhaps within weeks or months of each other. Yeah, it, it is extraordinary. And I do want to bring that up, by the way, is Stephen Clark uh, from spaceflightnow.com joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And speaking of that uh, gigantic rock, it, it is uh, going to be rolled out to the pad and it is scheduled to launch sometime in August, I'm sure weather permitting, but uh, we are getting very close. And uh, it, it sounds like on the east coast of Florida, there, there could be a lot of people there to watch the launch because it'll be something to see. Yeah, that's from what I've heard from the tourism folks uh, here in the local area, they're expecting several hundred thousand people potentially uh, for this launch of this NASA Space Launch System, which is the, you know, a, a, a rocket of similar size to the Starship, uh, and it's in fact will be the most powerful rocket in terms of thrust or horsepower or however you want to measure the, the power of this rocket. It's the most powerful rocket to ever launch from the Kennedy Space Center, and, and it exceeds the Saturn V in terms of liftoff thrust. Uh, so it'll, it's a, a huge rocket, more than 30 stories tall, and it's the, it's the rocket that NASA has been working on for a decade now, since 2012 is when this program was formally started uh, up. And at that point, they aimed for a launch in, by the end of 2017, and here we are five years later, uh, on the verge of launching it. And this is the rocket that NASA is designed to carry people back to the moon. And, uh, you know, it'll be a very impressive historic moment to see this thing launch. And there's a lot riding on it because there are many critics of this program because of its cost and the way the program is set up and how many delays it's had, you know, especially comparing to what SpaceX has been doing. So, you know, if the launch successful, um, I think, there may be at least a limited future for the space launch system to fly again and eventually carry people to the moon, uh, at least uh, until SpaceX is proving that their Starship is ready to carry people. Uh, but if the launch goes poorly, if there's a major problem with the launch, um, you know there will be a lot of questions asked, I think, from the public and from lawmakers about the utility and value of the program. And, and do you buy that date, August 18th? I mean, that... that... It keeps floating around out there. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, could could we see something that soon? I think the, the targeting rollout uh, of the rocket to the pad on August the 18th, and the launch date target is no earlier than August the 29th. And uh, the last update we had just yesterday from NASA officially was that's still on schedule. They have a couple of days of margin if they have any minor issues that come up. Um, and so that's less than a month away, about four weeks, three or four weeks away till August the 29th for that launch opportunity. And uh, they have backup dates. If the weather has a, if the weather is poor, if they have a problem, they can try again on September 2nd or September the 6th or September the 5th, rather. Uh, so August 29th, September the 2nd, and September the 5th are the three dates they have available to launch this mission. And then they're, uh, if they don't launch by September the 5th, uh, they would have to stand down for several weeks because the mission can only launch when the moon is in its proper position. You know, the moon orbits the Earth once every sure. 28 days, and it has to be uh, in a certain part of its orbit for the rocket to reach the moon. So if they don't launch by September the 5th, they would have to stand down until, uh, I think, the third week of September. Yeah, that that would be quite a sight to see. I, I, I've seen a, a shuttle launch. 
in person down at Kennedy Space Center, and that was quite a sight to behold. I can't imagine uh, a giant, and, and that certainly was a, a, a very large rocket as well, but but not as big mm-hmm. a, as this one for sure. A couple other things I wanted to get to, Stephen. Uh, Blue Origin back in business. They, they launched six more passengers into suborbital space, but but this is, while, while interesting, really isn't breaking any new ground. Exactly. I think uh, from a technical perspective, it's certainly not breaking any new ground. Uh, you know, this is these flights are similar to what NASA did with Alan Shepard in 1961, for example. So, um, but from a you know from a commercial perspective and seeing everyday people, so to speak, launching into space is somewhat a new and novel. I think uh, from my perspective. But you know, you talked about routine. This is only their sixth human space flight. Um, only their sixth human space flight, this, this last mission last week that carried six people. But, you know, the first or second time they did it, it seemed to me a little more newsworthy than the sixth time. And, you know, going forward, they plan to do these missions every month or two on average. They've launched 31 people on those six missions, 31 individuals, separate people on those six missions. And they're going up just to the edge of space. They're kind of just it kind of a kissing space, so to speak, sure. just going up right above the atmosphere and they can float around for three or four minutes and come right back down. The entire flight lasts about 10 minutes. And uh, we heard some reports this week about interesting that the cost of these missions per seat is about 1.25 million. Uh, that came out this past week. And, you know, a lot of people can afford, you know, there may be thousands of people that can afford that, but it's certainly not quite, the everyday person who can do can afford a mission like this. So I think that's an important point to make. Yeah. Someday maybe all of us will be able to experience that, but uh, it, it seems like a ways down the road. Now, now yeah. speaking of human space flight, SpaceX had uh, a bit of a delay, and it looks like uh, this will be uh, pushed out until uh, the end of September, very likely October, uh, because of some hardware problems. Right, this is SpaceX's next uh, crew launch uh, to this International Space Station for NASA. And, uh, you know, we've talked about the way SpaceX uh, reuses rockets. Um, but this particular mission, you know, a few years ago, every launch in the world was a brand new rocket because the launches were expendable. Uh, this particular mission will be actually using a brand new rocket and doing the shipment of the rocket from uh, their factory in Hawthorne uh, near Los Angeles to uh, uh, a site in Texas where they do some testing. Uh, that rocket actually made contact uh, a gentle run-in with a bridge on uh, an interstate. So that damaged part of uh, part of the rocket. They had to replace uh, some elements of the rocket, and right now they're doing some testing to make sure that the rocket is actually 100% ready to go to launch these astronauts to the space station. And you know, SpaceX does take extra steps uh, for reliability. They do extra inspections and extra refurbishment uh, for rockets that are actually assigned for human missions. So they're going to take their time to make sure that the repairs they did are are 100 uh, percent good, and uh, before they ship that rocket down to uh, Florida for launch of these next four astronauts to the space station, that delayed the mission from early September to, to probably early October. So about a month delay there. Yeah, and once again, out of the abundance of caution, they want to make sure everything's right because even though at at the top we talked about they're they're making it look routine, it is anything but a routine there's still a lot of things that can go wrong 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, just the scale of their operation is kind of crazy to, to watch from my perspective because they have, I think they have over 5,000 employees now. Uh, so they have, you know, a standing army of engineers and technicians. A lot of graduates uh, in, in aerospace engineering want to go work for SpaceX. And so they have a, a huge pool of talent to take care of all these all these uh, different jobs that they have. They're, they're launching people to the space station. They're launching commercial satellites. They're developing the Starship uh, down in Texas. They are also building satellites at a rate of, you know, a half dozen or more per day for the Starlink Internet Network and launching those with, uh, with regularity. So they have a lot on their plate, but they have a big team and a very talented team to do it. Well, always good to visit with you, Stephen, once again, uh, the website spaceflightnow.com, and it looks like things could get very interesting later in August down at Kennedy Space Center. You, you, you've got to be on some level very excited about this, to see that big SLS rocket launch. Yeah, yeah, I've been covering this program through its ups and downs for a decade, <laughs> right. and, and seeing, seeing the rocket roll out, uh, was was quite uh, quite a sight, and to see it fly, I think, will be kind of breathtaking. And if anyone's in the local area on August the 29th, uh, I think it's worth taking a look uh, to the sky to see this thing fly. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'd love to love to get down there for it. I don't know if schedule will allow, but I'd love to see it. A shuttle was spectacular. I saw a pre-dawn launch of Columbia mm-hmm. years ago, and that was, that was pretty cool. I'll never forget it. Yeah, anybody who, want, who who has even a passing interest in space flight or or uh, rockets, you got to come see a launch because uh, even what we call the routine Falcon Nine launches from SpaceX are on their own uh, quite a sight to see. Yeah, very cool stuff and a lot of great things to see at Kennedy Space Center. I'd put it on uh, put it on your list for sure. All right, Stephen, mm-hmm. very good to visit with you. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Steve. All right, Stephen Clark joining us, spaceflightnow.com. Quick break. We'll come back with much, much more. We're live at Target Field today. They continue to get the ballpark ready for game three of the four games sent with the Blue Jays. Uh, The weather is hanging in there, cloudy skies. Uh, It hasn't rained here at Target Field, and they continue to groom the field. Um, I've been at the ballpark early. Uh, They are sparing no effort. On the field for Game 3 tonight. It, it is a sight to see here on this Saturday afternoon. Much more coming up on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Twins and Blue Jays, game three of the four-game set coming up from Target Field today. Twins maintain a two-game lead over the Guardians and the White Sox in the division. Twins got a big win on Friday night here at Target Field. They had a five-rip lead early. Blue Jays came back to tie late. Twins pull it out six to five in ten innings. Big, big win for the home nine in game two of the three-game set. Same two teams tonight here at Target Field. Dylan Bundy will be on the mound for the Minnesota Twins and Mitch White for the Blue Jays once again. Uh, we'll get started at 6.10. Corey Provis, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. Back it up to 5.30 in the pregame show with Chris Atterbury. Coming up around the corner, Bob Nightingale will join us, an Odyssey MLB insider. He writes for USA Today, and we'll get Bob's thoughts on what happened at the trade deadline, get his thoughts on the Twins moves, and then uh, talk about the big moves made around the major leagues. And uh, Bob, of course is presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Bob Nightingale scheduled to join at 3.35 today. Uh, At the moment around the big leagues, the New York Yankees playing extremely well. 70 wins already on the season, a a 10.5 game lead. Over the second place, Blue Jays, and of course uh, the Blue Jays at the moment are your wild card leader. We already talked about the Twins, too clear of the White Sox and the Guardians in the division. And then Houston running away out west, leading Seattle by 12 and a half games. And uh, Seattle and Tampa Bay right now uh, are in, uh, in a fight for that second wild card, Seattle. 57 and 50, while Tampa Bay 57 and 49. Over in the NL, in the East, the New York Mets lead Atlanta by three and a half. Philly nine back. Milwaukee and St. Louis in a dead heat, 58 and 48 atop the NL Central. And out west, the Dodgers, 73 wins, 73 and 33. 40 games over 500. They're on a nine and one tear over their last 10 games. So. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Yankees getting to 70 wins, Houston to 70 wins. Well, the L.A. Dodgers now at 73 and have a 13-and-a-half game lead over San Diego. Of course, Twins saw the Padres. And, oh, by the way, Twins will be in L.A. to play the Dodgers for two games and then play the Angels uh, in Orange County 
on that road trip coming up next week. We have a quick break. We'll get you up to date on the weather. Cloudy skies downtown here at Target Field as they continue to get the ballpark ready uh, for game three of this series. There still is a chance of rain uh, tonight and again tomorrow, but the heaviest rain in southern Minnesota along I-90. We'll have all of that for you in a moment here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. There were buyers and there were sellers at the Major League Trade Deadline. Who were the winners? Who were the losers? We'll get more on that uh, with Bob Nightingale. And, of course, he's an Odyssey MLB insider. And insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Bob, good to visit with you and a busy week. Uh, I'm I'm sure every trade deadline you get through it, and you're kind of like, wow, I made it. Yeah, this one was a, uh, yeah, what, we have 70 trades involving uh, 35 guys with uh, all-star appearances. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a wild couple days there. Yeah, and I know, Bob, you, you talked about the Yankees and the Padres, and we'll get into some of those other clubs, but you have to feel like uh, the, the Twins did a nice job picking up pitching, uh, something they certainly needed going into the, the trade deadline. Yeah, really nice job, you know, picking up a, uh, you know, two very good relievers and a, uh, and a starter. Uh, yeah, I like, I like a lot what they've done. And, uh, you know, especially you look around the division, nobody else did anything. So they really cleaned up. Yeah, does that surprise you, considering that the division really is up for grabs? The Twins have had the lead, but the White Sox are still there. They had very high expectations, and you know they they have not been afraid to spend money over the years. Are you surprised? Maybe the White Sox didn't do more. I was. I think just a uh, testament to their farm system not being that good. They didn't have, you know, a surplus of uh, prospects to trade. I remember talking to White Sox officials a couple days before the deadline, and they didn't think they'd do anything. They said the prices are kind of too high for what they have. So they're just relying on uh, their talent and uh, guys to come back from injuries. But obviously it hasn't worked so far. Yeah, and uh, clearly the the Reds were, were going to be sellers going into this. Twins pick up Tyler Molly from Cincinnati. Were, were you you surprised, or or was it expected that the Reds were were gonna were gonna move on from a number of players? No, no, it was expected. I I thought the only surprise was how well they did. I thought they cleaned up uh, at the trade deadline, getting getting prospects. And I think uh, O'Malley will be very good for the uh, Twins. He had a great ERA on the road. You know, and Cincinnati's such a hitter's ballpark. So, uh, and they and they really did well getting three of the Mariners' top five prospects for uh, for Castillo. So they they did a nice job. Yeah, and were were you surprised that the Twins were able to get Jorge Lopez from Baltimore because the Orioles have finally shown signs of life and. Here you go. They 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 move players again and are sellers. Did did that stand out to you? Well, it did. And if you're an Orioles fan, you got to be yeah. infuriated. Or or if you're an Orioles player, it's like, man, the front office just quit on us. You know, they've won four games since. They're just a uh, a game and a half out of a of a uh, playoff berth. So yeah. Then the comment from their GM, Mike Elias, says, "Well, yeah, we we thought we might be able to make the playoffs, but we don't. We we can win the uh, wild card series." I mean, why, why would you say something like that? So, no, I think it's a, it was a huge gut punch to the uh, 
uh, to the organization and to the world players, you know, particularly watching Mancini's first three hits for the Astros were all home runs. Yeah, and it, it stands out to me because finally they get some positivity in Baltimore, and 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 then that it it, it really does make no sense. No, as uh, they have the second best record in uh, baseball uh, since June twelfth, or, or the American League since June twelfth. So they've been on a roll, and uh, you know, I mean, if, if you make those trades, if you're the GM, you, you probably are rooting against your team now to uh, uh, win games because the, the longer they stay in the race, and if they miss out by a couple of games or so, it's going to you know make it even uh, more ludicrous. Bob Nightingale joining us from USA Today and Odyssey MLB Insider. Good enough to join us on this Saturday afternoon. Twins and Blue Jays coming up. Game three of the four-game set. Our pregame show begins at 5.30. Chris Atterbury, Corey Provost, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. Twins got an important win on Friday night to square the series at a game apiece. Of course, Toronto in the thick of it when it comes to the wild card. The Yankees running away. And, Bob, there's no doubt the Yankees and the Padres, uh, you, you wrote about it in USA Today. We're, we're certainly big winners. Uh, the Yankees just, just add to a juggernaut. And, and the Padres, even though they're buried behind the Dodgers in the NL West, uh, still went all in. Yeah, you know, and I think the new format had a lot to do with that, Steve, in the sense where it's not a one-game you know, sudden death wildcard game. It's a best-of-three series. It was just a one-game. You wonder how aggressive you know teams like the Padres would have been. You know, like you said, who have you know zero chance of winning that division, but can scare the daylights of anybody. So yeah, Padres did great. You know, Yankees. Uh, I put the Twins. I mean, I think the Twins. You can argue maybe the second best deadline after the Padres. You know, maybe maybe third best, but right there, they were they were clear winners. Yeah, and uh, the the Yankees. Uh, you know, they they add as well. Very aggressive. Did that surprise you, considering that the Yankees have been running away and are 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 poised with a great chance to get to the World Series? I know Houston looms, and there are other clubs in the American League, but the Yankees have been so dominant this season. Yeah, and they try to do more. They try to get a third starter uh, too. You know, out of. Uh, Miami or, you know, sniffed around, obviously wanted, they wanted Castillo like everybody else. Uh, I think they're definitely afraid of the Astros. I mean, if they, they play Astros seven times this season, never once did they come to the plate with a lead. Uh, you know, they had two walk-off wins. So that's why, uh, you know, they're two and five against the Astros, and they really want the home field advantage. Uh, Astros can win on the road, you know, as well as home, where Yankees have a pronounced uh, home run difference. I mean, you uh, home ballpark difference. So I think, yeah, they're making their moves, saying we got to get the World Series, and we've got to find some way to get past the Astros. All right, Bob, uh, put you on the spot a little bit. What was the biggest deal of the deadline, in your opinion? Soto to the Padres? Yeah, clearly Soto. Uh, you know, that's one of the biggest ever, at least at a, at a trade deadline, uh, you know, those type of prospects involved. I think the, uh, you know, we're talking about the Orioles did, I think one of the most puzzling moves and one of the most under-radar moves were the Padres getting Josh Hader. Uh, people in Milwaukee are going crazy over that. You know, I think Milwaukee thinks they can win, or the front office thought they can win without him, and that they have enough depth to cover it up. But they haven't been the same team since. They've blown some uh, late-inning games, and the players are still furious. 
Yeah, and, and that really does surprise. And I updated the standings before the weather break at the bottom of the hour. Uh, they've fallen in, fallen into a tie with the St. Louis Cardinals, and and for now, anyway, it looks like that deal has backfired on the Brewers. Yeah, you got to be careful when you're talking about a you know four-time All-Star closer, the best in the business, uh, very popular in that clubhouse. You know, you got to be careful when you do something like that. You know, I knew they were listening to offers. I didn't think you'd, you know, make that type of move. Yeah, I thought it made more sense in the winter. Obviously, they say you can get more for them now than the winter, which I understand. But still, uh, you know, any team playing Milwaukee in the playoffs, you know, when you have a goal, you better get a lead, you know, by the sixth inning because when you have Devin Williams and Hayter, you know, going back-to-back like that, it's uh, tough to overcome. Yeah, and uh, Bob, you wrote about it. Anybody who follows the game, associated with the game, uh, knows what a loss Vin Scully is, a longtime voice of the Dodgers, started in Brooklyn, followed the team to L.A., and uh, one of the, the great voices, not only in the history of this game, and, and maybe the greatest voice in the history of the game, but in any sport. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you can easily make the case the greatest broadcaster of all time. And, yeah. you know, he did football games. He did golf. Oh, sure. uh, yeah, he was uh, unbelievable. And as great as he was behind the, <laughs> behind the microphone, he was even a, uh, a greater person off the field. Uh, he was just such a, such a gentleman. You know, when I was coming to Dodgers and stuff, see him every day, it's like he just picks up your whole day when you, uh, when you see him and talk to him. Uh, really just a great human being. Yeah, uh, in, a, in a big loss for Major League Baseball. But anybody who had a chance to hear Vin Scully, and uh, I, I know, like many baseball fans, I've, I've been listening to some of his legendary calls uh, since he passed, and it is extraordinary. What a storyteller. And uh, I, I know the Dodgers uh, have, have paid tribute to him, and, and, and rightfully so. One of the all-time greats, Vin Scully, passes away. Well, Bob, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the update, and hopefully we can do it again down the road. Yeah, look forward to it. Thank you so much, Steve. All right, there he is, Bob Nightingale, and he is an Odyssey MLB insider, and insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL. Dot com today. Twins and Blue Jays coming up from the ballpark. They continue to get the ready or the field ready for batting practice. Uh, the grounds crew's been hard at it, uh, cleaning up after the raindrops that fell earlier in the day. The radar looks good. We expect an on-time start here at Target Field. And already uh, a lot of Blue Jays fans in downtown Minneapolis. It's been fun. You could predict it uh, just about uh, every year when the Blue Jays come to town and fans are allowed in the ballpark. Uh, there's a lot of Blue Jays fans and a lot of Twins fans. It's been a fun atmosphere, and we expect that trend to continue tonight. And we'll have much more on tonight's matchup a little bit later on in the program. Mid-twight for Toronto, Dylan Bundy, who's been pretty good as of late for Minnesota, will get the start. First pitch at 6.10, pregame show at 5.30 here on the home of the Twins. News Talk, E3O-WCCO. From Target Field on a Saturday, Twins and Blue Jays coming up. Game three of the four-game set. A lot of tour groups going through Target Field. Some of the players out getting ready before the game. Some long toss, some stretching. Uh, Doesn't look like they're going to bring the batting cage out. A lot of the guys get their work in uh, downstairs. But uh, it's fun to see the tour groups going through Target Field as they get everything ready for this Saturday night tilt. And... 
A couple of playoff contenders, Twins leading the Central. Blue Jays second now in the AL East and the top wild card in the American League. Twins uh, got an important win, 6-5 to in 10 innings last night. And it was one of those weird ball games. And it's like, uh-oh, we got another one slipping away. But the Twins found a way to get it done in 10 innings. Twins, as a matter of fact, were up 5-0 after four innings. Blue Jays get a run in the fifth, three in the sixth tie it up in the ninth, and then the Twins ultimately prevail 6-5 to five in 10 innings last night. Both teams bang out 11 hits. Blue Jays made two errors, and uh, Fulmer uh, gets the win for the Twins in relief. So coming over from the Tigers at the deadline, uh, pays dividends for the Twins as he gets the W last night. The Twins maintain a two-game lead over Cleveland and Chicago in the American League Central Division. And we're going to go outdoors following the news and weather at 4. Much more from the ballpark. Twins Magazine show gets started at 4.30 today. We'll have a complete recap, highlight some post-game audio from last night, and then Twins General Manager Thad Levine will join us and we'll recap what's been a very busy week, deadline deals. Tyler Duff, he has been released. We'll get into all of that with Thad Levine at about 4.45 here on the home of the Twins. News Talk, E3OWCCO. Let's get you up to date on the Major League scoreboard now while we have a moment. A number of games in progress, uh, three to be exact right now around the Major Leagues. Uh, the Braves and Mets playing in New York, and the Mets lead at 8-3. to three. They're having quite a year. Uh, Mets lead at 8-3, top of 9. Bottom of 8, the Cubs lead the Marlins on the north side at Wrigley Field 4-0. The Cubs, though, going into play today, 21 games under 500. So it's been uh, another one of those Cubby season. It looked like they were going to finally turn around and be a perennial contender. Boy, they have fallen back big time this year. In the third now, the Angels and Mariners from Seattle, and uh, the Angels lead it 1-0. Getting ready to start, Pittsburgh and Baltimore from Camden Yards in that one. And you got a feel for the Orioles. They've climbed four games over five hundred, and they're sellers at the deadline. Hard, hard to fathom, considering what the Orioles, and we talked about it with Bob Nightingale a moment ago. Here's a team that's really been one of the great stories in MLB this summer, and uh, they, they end up selling. Now, the... the the Twins are happy that they made a deal, and they're able to pick up a, a closer. Uh, tonight, uh, Braves and Mets, game two of that day-night doubleheader. Angels and Mariners, same deal uh, tonight. Uh, Nats and Phillies go at it. Uh, in the division, Cleveland hosting Houston. Uh, the Twins certainly keeping an eye, a lot of scoreboard watching. Uh, with the Guardians just two games back. Also uh, in the division, the Tigers take on the Rays in Detroit tonight. It'll be the White Sox on the road in Texas in that one. And Chicago has finally broken through the ceiling. They're now two games over five hundred at 54-52, and 52, and I've maintained this all season long. You still have to be concerned about the White Sox. I know they've been sleepwalking through the 2022 season, uh, it just hasn't been good. Injuries, sloppy play. Uh, but they did take three out of four from the Twins going into the All-Star break and are still a dangerous team. Other games include Giants and A's from Oakland, Red Sox and Royals from Kansas City, Yankees in St. Louis to play the Cardinals, uh, the Reds and Brewers from Milwaukee, Rockies and Diamondbacks from Phoenix, and then the Padres and Dodgers 
from Chavez Ravine. We've got a break. We have all the news coming up at 4. Then we'll go outdoors with Steve Carney here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 